Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And as always, I want to start by thanking the following people that sent me a lot of this information, and that would be Jay Dance, Barrett Peterson, Sander Sleidnering, Jacqueline Wolf, and Lee Harjan. Guys, thank you very much, and if you have a tip for me, please send it my way, and I'll give you a shout out here, and also on my nationally syndicated radio show next time I do Breaches of the Week, which will be in a couple weeks. So, with that... Let's talk about all of these breaches because this was a crazy seven days. And we're going to start with the San Francisco 49ers. They are an American football team here in the United States. They are mailing notification letters confirming a data breach affecting more than 20,000 of their individuals, I assume ticket holders and fans, following a ransomware attack that hit their network earlier this year. Now, they confirmed that the personal information, including names and social security numbers, belonging to 20,930 impacted individuals was accessed and or stolen in the attack between February 6th through the 11th of this year. Now, while the 49ers did not reveal whether the attackers successfully deployed ransomware, the statement did say that they're still restoring systems, indicating that the breached devices were also likely encrypted as well. They're still recovering months later, which unfortunately is a reality for a lot of ransomware attacks. So good luck, 49ers. Moving on. Let's talk about the Overby or Overby Seawell Company because they suffered a cybersecurity incident that compromised the data of its corporate clients, including uh, personal information associated with multiple clients. We know this because of a declaration. KeyBank out of Boston basically had to declare social security numbers, account information, names, and addresses were stolen by attackers in early July, according to KeyBank. Thanks to this outfit uh, over by Seawell that is obviously in their supply chain. Now, KeyBank also said that this affects uh, those who have home mortgage loans through KeyBank after the attackers broke in to over by Seawell and basically took that information or access that information. So heads up, KeyBank users or KeyBank customers or if you are a client of Overby Seawell, uh, you might want to check in. Moving on, let's talk about Fonville Morrissey. No idea what they do, but on October 26th of last year, they discovered they were hit with ransomware and they notified everybody on December 29th of last year. We're talking about this now because due to a forensic investigation, they determined additional notification was needed for more individuals. And basically they sent those out on August 31st of this year. So heads up uh, Fonville Morrissey customers, clients, colleagues, whatever you do with them. Also, no idea, but Black Knight Incorporated also has a declared data breach. Not sure what they do, but the data kind of tells us what they do. Now, they said an unauthorized party gained access to sensitive consumer data contained in the Black Knight's network. And according to Black Knight, the breach uh, resulted in the names and social security numbers of certain individuals being compromised. Recently, Black Knight sent out data breach letters to all affected parties as well. So heads up to you if you have anything to do with Black Knight Inc. Moving on, here's a quick update on One Touch Point Inc. This is a supply chain hit, and obviously multiple organizations are having to declare. This week, Rocky Mountain Health Plans out of Colorado declared a data breach due to one touch point. I do not know how many were affected, but heads up if you use or are a patient of Rocky Mountain Health Plans in Colorado. Moving on, let's talk about Akasa Air. Not Alaska Air, Akasa Air. They are a startup airline out of India. Apparently their login or sign up uh, page on the website had a configuration error, error that led to data exposure. We're talking names, gender, email, phone numbers, but no travel information was apparently exposed according to them. We don't know how many are affected. They started sending letters out on Sunday, August 28th, so we will see what goes on. But if you use Akasa Air for all your air travel needs out of India, heads up to you. Moving on. 
to give you a quick update on the Robin Hood settlement because a California judge has given preliminary approval for a $20 million class action settlement between investing app Robinhood and the customers who say the platform's negligence led to their personal information being leaked. So if you use Robinhood during the period of that uh, data breach, you may be entitled to compensation. Moving on. Let's talk about Nelnet. They are a student loan company. They had a data breach, uh, and that may have exposed the data of about 2.5 million student loan borrowers. Nelnet said on July 21st it notified the impacted loan servicers using the company's servicing system about this incident uh, impacting the website that was being used by these borrowers. Now, according to Nelnet, an unknown party accessed, quote, certain student loan account registration, end quote, sometime between early June and late July of this year. So far, we have two entities that have had to declare data breaches, and that would be Ed Financial Services and Oklahoma Student Loan Authority. So heads up, if you use Oklahoma Student Loan Authority or Ed Financial Services for all your student loan needs, supply chain hit. Moving on. Quick update on the ExecuFarm employee data breach class action. Uh, basically, what's, here's what's going on. A former biopharmaceutical company employee can proceed with a proposed class action against her employer to recover damages for its failure to protect employee-sensitive personal information, and that is according to the Third Circuit Court this past Friday. Jennifer Clemens, basically, she has an allegation that she has a substantial risk of identity theft due to the publication of her stolen personal information on the dark web, and basically the court declared that was sufficient enough to give her standing to sue ExecuFarm, Inc., and that is according to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. There you go. Moving on, let's talk about Russian media streaming platform Start.ru. They confirmed rumors of a data breach impacting millions of their users. The platform's administrators shared that network uh, intruders managed to steal a 2021 database from its systems and are now distributing samples online. The stolen database contains email ads, addresses, phone numbers, and usernames for start.ru's streaming service. Now, Start characterizes this as basically, quote-unquote, uninteresting to most cyber criminals as it can't be used for taking over accounts. Apparently, no passwords were in this database. Financial information, bank card data, browsing history, and as I mentioned, user passwords were not impacted because those details were not present according to start.ru. So there you go. Heads up if you use start.ru, but you're probably not watching or listening to this anyway. Go Ukraine. Moving on. Let's talk about Correct Health in Georgia. They had an email account breach. Uh, 54,000 individuals were impacted, and apparently the uh, attackers maintained persistence between March to July of this year. And we are talking about full names, social security numbers, and addresses being impacted. So if you use Correct Health out of Georgia, heads up to you. Apparently their cybersecurity is anything but correct. Moving on. Let's talk about the University of Florida Health because they announced that nearly 1,000 patients may have had their medical records accessed in a new data breach. An employee may have inappropriately accessed information in patients' medical records outside the scope of their job duties between April 27th of last year through July 21st of this year. So we are talking about patient demographic information such as names, Dates of birth, mailing address, and phone number, not to mention medical record numbers, physician name, and limited clinical information like diagnosis, conditions, visit dates, all those kinds of things. All of that may have been accessed or viewed by this employee. In some instances, the insurance group and subscriber policy numbers may have also been involved. This is involved. This is why we are supposed to train for HIPAA compliance and basically have sanctions and disciplinary actions against employees that do this. I have to imagine this individual, he or she, has probably been fired. Moving on. 
Let's stick with healthcare and talk about Emerge Ortho, <clears throat> excuse me, because on August 25th of this year, they reported a data breach to various state attorney general's offices after the company learned that it was a target of a ransomware attack. Now, according to Emerge Ortho, the breach resulted in first and last names, addresses, social security numbers, and dates of births of certain individuals being compromised. After confirming the breach and identifying all affected parties, Emerge Ortho began sending out data breach letters to the 75,200 people whose information was was compromised in this incident. So heads up to you, Emerge Ortho patients and employees, you may be caught up in this. Moving on, <clears throat> excuse me. You may be uh, you may be part of or I uh, know actually what am I saying uh, Platinum Performance uh, and I have no idea what they do is what I'm trying to say I swear this has been a, just a weird day now Platinum Performance reported a data breach with the Attorney General of Montana after the company was targeted in an email phishing attack now while the company did not publicly release the type of data that was leaked as a result of the cybersecurity incident they did after confirming the breach and identifying all affected parties start sending out notification letters to them so if you get anything in the mail from Platinum performance heads up to you moving on Let's talk about Tulsa Tech, because basically they're saying that someone stole data belonging to students who were enrolled in classes between 1986 and 1999. That is a rather old database. Now, according to the school, someone accessed the district systems in June and took files from the network, including names and social security numbers of students. That makes it relevant because if you had a social security number in 1986, you got the same one now. Now, Tulsa Tech sent out letters on August 18th to those impacted, and so heads up to you if you are a Tulsa Tech alumni between 1986 and 1999. Your social security number is unfortunately out there. Moving on. Excuse me. Let's talk about Baton Rouge's Louisiana-based general health system, they confirmed that they had a data breach that occurred in June, and basically they put a notice out on their website. They operate more than 20 clinics and medical facilities in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. That is all the information I have now, but heads up general health system uh, patients. Moving on, let's talk about Overlake Medical Centers and Clinics in Seattle, Washington. They are notifying 557 individuals of an email security incident involving some of their patient information. This happened on June 14th. 14th, apparently, unauthorized person got access to a staff member's email account, and we're talking names, dates of birth, patient account numbers, medical records, health insurance information, dates of service, uh, treatment cost information, and limited health information related to billing. So if you are one of the 557 individuals that use Overlake Medical Center and Clinics in Seattle, go check it out. Moving on. Let's talk about Napa Valley College, which I have to imagine is in Napa Valley. Now, they confirmed that the company experienced a data breach after an unauthorized party gained access to sensitive consumer data contained in their network. Now, according to NVC or Napa Valley College, the breach resulted in names and social security numbers belonging to certain individuals being compromised. Recently, they sent out data breach letters, and there we go. So heads up to anybody that has anything to do with Napa Valley College, which interestingly enough was called a company in the article I read and took this information from. So maybe they're not an education institution, although they definitely sound like one. Moving on. Let's talk about the Office of Personnel Management uh, data. They basically have a settlement. Now, if you recall, the Office of Personnel Management data uh, for the United States, they had a breach that compromised the personal information of more than 20 million people who had applied for a security clearance. So beyond the headlines of a $700 minimum payout per person, we see the reality here because very few individuals will actually be getting any dollars like most class action payouts, which is why I'm talking about this, the victim actually has to prove that they suffered damage. And overwhelmingly, these 20 million people will not. Meaning, oh, here's my stuff in the dark web. Here's the identity theft I had to go through. All of this. 
as a result of this. Otherwise, you're probably not getting much compensation. There you go. Sorry, if you've applied for clearance, you're probably not getting cash unless you were directly impacted and can prove it. Moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really congested today for some reason. Now, uh, with that, let's talk about Axel Royal LLC. They reported a data breach on their website, as well as with various states' attorney general's offices as well. Now, according to Axel, this basically, we're talking names, driver's license number, state ID, financial account information, payment card information, medical information, health insurance info, social security numbers, passport, biometric data, outstanding, and online account credentials of certain individuals being compromised after confirming the breach and identifying all affected parties, Axel Royal Royal began sending out data breach letters to all affected. So heads up to you. If you have anything to do with Axel Royal, you've probably been affected. Moving on. Let's talk about the Fremantle Football Club at Australia. They are known as the Dockers. Now, Fremantle has apologized for an embarrassing ticketing data breach that has resulted in the personal details of members being sent to the wrong, uh, basically the wrong person. So I signed up to get Dockers tickets or whatever, and I got somebody else's info. Now, Docker members received text messages on Sunday, uh, or Sunday morning, I should say, containing the email address and ticket barcodes of different members ahead of Saturday's semifinal game against Collingwood at the MCG, wherever that is. So there you go. Fremantle has apologized, or Fremantle has apologized. And if you're a Dockers fan, good luck against Collingwood, apparently, next week. Moving on. Let's do a Neopets update. This is an interesting one, because new details have emerged about their massive data breach. Millions of people apparently play Neopets, and here we are. Because the attackers who breached Neopets, it has now been confirmed forensically that they were inside the infrastructure of Neopets for 18 months months. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about attackers maintaining persistence. You don't always strike within the first five minutes of going in. You get the lay of the land. You understand where the data is. You might have to probe a little bit. You find the right time to strike after you've slowly been siphoning out data for, in this case, a year and a half and on and on and on. A huge, huge problem if you're a Neopets uh, player or, or user or whatever it is. But that, I thought, was a really quick and interesting update. And moving on, let's talk about Samsung. Yes, electronic Samsung, uh, basically the giant uh, electronics giant I cannot speak today Samsung they confirmed a data breach affecting customers personal information now in a brief notice, Samsung said that it discovered a security incident in late July and that an, quote, unauthorized third party acquired information from some of Samsung's U.S. systems, end quote. Samsung said that it determined customer data was compromised on August 4th. Samsung said also that social security numbers and credit card numbers were not affected, but some customer information, names, contacts, and demographic information, date of birth, and product res uh, registration information was taken. So if you use Samsung Electronics and you've registered, I guess, on their website here in the United States to honor that warranty or log into your Samsung account on your mobile phone or whatever, you definitely want to check in. Samsung obviously has millions of customers here in the United States, let alone the world. And finally... And we have two finalists for you today. We have to talk about the Internal Revenue Service or the IRS here in the United States because the IRS has accidentally leaked confidential information for approximately 120,000 taxpayers who filed a Form 990-T as part of their tax returns. Now, IRS Form 990-T is used to report unrelated business income 
paid to a tax-exempt entity such as nonprofits or charities or IRAs or SEP retirement accounts. Now, this income is commonly derived from sales unrelated to a nonprofit's core purpose or real estate investments that pay income to an individual's retirement account. For regular taxpayers, these forms are meant to be confidential and seen only by the IRS, as all tax returns, I would hope, are. <laughs> However, for nonprofits, a Form 99T must be available for public inspection for three years. Now, uh, basically, I think it's a week ago Friday, not this past Friday, the IRS disclosed that in addition to sharing Form 99T for charities, they also accidentally included data for taxpayers' IRAs that were not meant to be public, meaning you had an internal one for your own IRA and you are a not a nonprofit, you might have been exposed. Quote, the IRS recently discovered that some machine-readable XML Form 990T data made available for bulk download section on the tax-exempt organization search, TEOS, should have not been made public, end quote. That was what they disclosed that past Friday. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, an IRS research employee discovered this leak, which obviously then triggered the report uh, you know, to Congress on Friday. The IRS states that the data has been removed. This has been locked down, and they will obviously send notifications to affected taxpayers in the upcoming weeks. So if you are not a nonprofit or running a nonprofit and you file a 990-T or 990-T form, heads up to you, be on the lookout for IRS notifications. Maybe they'll knock some money off what you owe. Moving on. Well, I doubt it for the record. I doubt it. Moving on. Finally, and this is our finally, finally, I'm asking the question, are we seeing a decrease in U.S. data breaches this year? And according to GovTech, we are. Now, here's what's going on. Publicly reported data compromises dipped slightly in the first half of 2022, and cybercriminals continue to shift attacks towards businesses, government agencies, and institutions, according to a new report by the Identity Theft Resource Center. The report for the first half of 2022 found 817 data compromises in the United States, a 4% decrease compared to the same period for 2021, a record year for data breaches and exposures and leaks. Now, to be clear, there have been a bazillion more uh, basically compromises in the United States. I have done way more and talk about 817 breaches since January 1st, every single weekend about this. But, but here's the thing. These are the ones that are formally reported to basically these entities, meaning there are a ton where they're simply not reported or companies are going through this and don't disclose it and those numbers don't get don't get uh, essentially inserted or added into this. So this is a bit of a bellwether, but this is not the final. Don't think we've only had 817 breaches in a population of like 350 million. It's just not true. We've had a ton. Now, to continue... The number of victims declined 45% to 53.4 million, again, a low number because of what I just explained, and that is compared to the same period last year, according to the Resource Center, and they are, for the record, a nonprofit that tracks publicly reported data compromises and provides free assistance to victims. So if you're a victim, you can go check them out. <laughs> However, the report noted that about 39% of data breaches did not list a victim count, so the true number isn't known, on top of the ones that just don't report and that these people can't find. Now, last year, the number of data compromises was highest since all U.S. states and territories adopted doing data breach 
notification laws within basically the final two states doing this in 2018. Quote, identity-related employment benefits fraud, never much of a problem prior to the pandemic, shot to the top of the list for most reported and most costly government government benefits fraud. And that is according to uh, Eva uh, Velasquez. She is a president and CEO of this resource center. Now, an estimated 87% of data compromises in the first half of this year were due to cyber attacks. And if you look at the numbers, basically from 21 on down, you see that data breaches vary uh, for the most part. But if you look at last year, which they considered a record number of compromises, but not a record number of victims, uh, last year in 2021, they reported 1,862 compromises. And if we're at 1,817 right now, we're a couple hundred shy of that right now. Again, a bellwether, not the total. But to be fair, in 2020, we had 1,108 compromises. In 2019, 27, uh, 12, uh, 1,279. In 2018, we had 1,175, 1,506 in, in 2017. That was the year of Equifax. And in 2016, there's 1,088. Again, starting in 2018 is when everybody had uh, reporting laws. Now, that said, 2019 had the most victims recorded and that was 883 million uh yeah 883.6 million victims for 2019 obviously almost a billion people again all of these numbers are low so this is a good sign hopefully they're trending down but as you've seen i mean in the year where we had most victims we only had 1279 breaches as opposed to 1862 with less than half of that so it really really depends and obviously if we're looking even even further back than that before all of the reporting the year of Equifax 2017, there were 1.8 billion victims. 2018 was 2.2 billion victims and on and on. So we're going to see this go. Now, I think if we are trending down, uh, basically either one, we have two different things here. A lot of companies and organizations simply do not report data breaches. So again, these numbers will perpetually and always be low, which obviously then makes it hard for the cyber insurance companies to really start quantifying that risk. But the flip side of that is essentially as companies get smarter or adopt better technologies, we may see less data breaches and the ones that we do see may simply be deeper or more severe to continue to keep these numbers up. But again, speculation on my part, we'll see where this goes, but those were your breaches of the week. Thank you for putting up with my sinuses <laughs> this this uh, session. And if you were affected, please let me know. I'd love to hear your story. And if you ever signed up for a clearance or have something to do with the IRS and a taxpayer usually does, you might've been affected. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everyone.